And a very good morning to you uh, in the studio, in the stress list this morning. It's Sheila Miller. She's the communications manager for Bend Police Department. Sheila, good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much for being here today. Um, we have to start with, uh, again, a, a, a tragic story that we've mentioned several times. But since the last time you and I talked, and this deals with e-bikes, there was a, a young fatality idea yeah. on an e-bike. So what kind of a message do you still want to get out there to people about these e-bikes? Yeah, you know, um, obviously it's it's devastating whenever we lose a member of our community, but a teenager um, is, is always particularly um, sad. And so, you know, I think um, there's been a lot of outcry about this child's death and whether it could have been prevented, um, and rightly so. And, and I think, unfortunately, perhaps this child's death may spark some action on the part of state and local officials to do more to regulate e-bikes. Um, it certainly puts in... Um, in in relief, how much our city needs to have a plan for how to deal with kids underage on e-bikes. You know, unfortunately, this child appears he was not wearing a helmet, was riding on the sidewalk, and was going against traffic. And I think um, it is possible, you know, the investigation's still open. No one's been cited in the crash, and I think it's important to note that um, the, it's possible the result of the crash would have been the same, whether he was riding an e-bike or a regular bike. Um, that's still under investigation. But either way, I think, you know, this this may be um, the push that our community needs um, to make some big changes in how we view kids on e-bikes. Has the incident changed anything or altered the perception in the police department of how to approach this? You know, I think um, our officers and uh, command staff have been frustrated by e-bikes for a long time. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that has been frustrating to us, um, and I think um, as a result of this incident, um, I know that there's some state legislators and Ben City Council who are talking about um, trying to increase education efforts. Um, State Rep Emerson Levy uh, requested a legal opinion on some existing laws to try and get a better understanding of them. And that's because they're really squishy. And I think that has been a frustration for our police department. Um, you know, like a lot of technological developments, maybe the laws haven't really kept up with e-bikes. Um, so a good example of that is that the law says you have to be 16 to ride an e-bike. But it doesn't require a license or registration. It doesn't make the age restriction necessarily a citable offense. Um, you can you can't ride them on the sidewalk, but you can ride them through crosswalks. You know, it's a lot of these different things that that make it difficult for officers to cite um, and to uh, really crack down. Other than to try and stop kids, educate them, explain to them that it's not legal, call their parents. Um, so I think I'm hopeful, and I think a lot of people at our department are hopeful that perhaps a legislative review, um, uh, clarification of some of these these laws will help us move forward. All right. Well, we hope that comes to fruition and the, uh, the education by parents uh, as well is going to help a lot. Yeah, I do think that's a really important part is just to remember um, these aren't toys and they're not like regular bikes and we need families um, not to buy them for their kids if they're under the age of 16. So something else that's uh, been brought to our attention uh, this time of year, we're talking Prime Day and some scammers out there trying to take advantage of people's monies and things like that. But you're seeing some, some more complicated, highly technical scams come into our area. We have. You know, I think, um, unfortunately, scammers are always uh, changing their methods to try and get money. They're never going to stop. And so it really is important for all of us to be kind of on top of it. 
Um, you know, I, I was looking through some numbers and in the past 30 days, we've had 28 calls related to scams and online fraud. Um, and those are just the ones that get reported to us. I think a lot of people after something like that happens, just say, whoops, well, that was my fault. I'm embarrassed. I'm not going to tell anybody. Expensive education. Exactly. Um, some examples that, that I've learned about, um, in reviewing some of those cases, we had a person, um, be directed to transfer about $25,000 into Bitcoin ATMs um, after receiving a message indicating that her IP address had been hacked. Um, and then I, I saw one where we had a resident receive a call from somebody pretending to be a Bend Police Lieutenant, uh, claiming that they had warrants and they needed to transfer $9,000 to him. Um, and then we got another one from somebody pretending to be with Border Patrol. Um, who claimed that the person, the victim, had ordered packages that had drugs in them. And so in order to get out of the drug um, cases, they needed to pay money to avoid being arrested. So um, a lot of them tend to include requests for Zelle transfers, PayPal, you know, all these different um, online apps. Uh, they often request um, gift cards, prepaid Visa cards, that sort of thing. Um, and a lot of them use real names of police officers. You know, it's easy to find names on websites or in news stories. Um, so they'll they'll find names of local law enforcement officials. Sometimes somebody will say, I'm going to call the cops. And they'll say, we'll have the cops call you. And then they'll call back pretending to be a member of a police department. So um, they're creating email addresses that are just like one little, you know, letter off of what they should be. They look very real. The emails look very real. And so it, you know, it's for better or worse, it's, it is easy to fall prey to these things. If you're, um, in a, if you're feeling rushed, if you're scared, that sort of thing. And they always, you know, like a good fisherman, they fish where the fish are. Yeah. So they will come in and, uh, and do their best to take you. Um, any pattern with the victims? No, I mean, you know, often we, we see these in people who are older, um, who maybe are a little bit less tech savvy. Um, but these things hit across the board because um, really they're the, the scammers are willing to spend time. Uh, these are not like, you know, two seconds and get off the phone. There are people who are spending hours on the phone with these people, calling repeatedly. Um, so <clears throat> one of the things we're trying to remind people um, is you know, law enforcement and federal agencies are never going to call or email you and demand money. If we need money from you, we're going to come find you, right? Um, they're not going to ask you to transfer money into Bitcoin ever. I, I promise. Maybe 50 years in the future when Bitcoin is the only thing that exists, right? But for now, uh, we're going to, we're going to deal in U.S. tender. Um, and then they're never going to ask you for gift cards. I, that's a real tell. And so one of the things scammers will try and do is try and rush you, try and get you to, to act quickly or you have an hour or else you're going to get arrested. Hang up, call us, um, call a, a law enforcement agency and uh, let us do the dirty work and figure it out. But don't ever give social security numbers. Don't any, do anything like that. I'll pass along a, a tip I was given, too, is that most phones these days, uh, and again, if you're not calling a landline, but if you're calling a mobile phone, you have a setting there that you can make it uh, so that any number that it doesn't recognize that's not in your contact list, it just goes to voicemail. So you don't even pick it up. That's smart. And the other, the the unfortunate thing about that, and I don't know if it works, but you can also spoof numbers now. So it could look like a number that I recognize, right? And so... Um, unfortunately, these things get more and more sophisticated, and we really have to be on our toes because we don't want our community members to lose money. 
Let's do a rewind to the uh, 4th of July. And uh, I heard accounts that uh, it was... Uh, went pretty pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say, I I don't think it could have gotten much worse after last year. Um, we'd seen some really bad behavior, um, and uh, and so our officers and command staff really spent some time trying to figure out how do we how do we nip this stuff in the bud before it gets worse. And um, one of the things we'd seen um, is large large groups, hundreds and hundreds of kids, all mostly underage. Um, gathering in public parks and and drinking to excess, doing drugs. We had overdoses. We had calls for fights and all kinds of um, just icky stuff that doesn't have any place in our parks. And so this year, we had more than 20 additional officers. We had, you know, command staff. We had captains um, out and about, and uh, they were were out in the parks when kids started arriving. And, uh, boy, that that makes you not want to pull out your cooler of beer and start drinking, you know, when there's a bunch of cops there. So um, it was effective. And uh, we we saw some large gatherings in a couple different places. But for the most part, um, we saw way fewer calls for service, way fewer calls for, you know, intoxicated underage kids. So visibility helped. Absolutely. And I expect that we'll continue to do that. All right. And National Night Out is coming up. Tell us what that is. Yeah. So it's a national partnership um, kind of event where these things happen all over the country. Um, It's designed to encourage uh, relationships between police and um, our community members. And so our event is going to take place on August 1st. It's going to be at Bend High in the fields. Uh, between 4 and 8 p.m. And we've got um, a ton of fun things planned. We have a pie eating contest. There will be a DJ, lawn games, um, all kinds of stuff, including um, some police specialty units like the the drone program and the canines will be out so that um, people can see how those those different units work. Um, It's just a really good opportunity to celebrate. Um, You know, police officers spend a lot of time showing up in your worst moment. And so it's always nice to be able to see people where there's, you know, not safety as much on the line and, and, you know, just relax and, and you can understand that the, they are humans even when they're wearing those uh, uniforms. So a lot of people like to come visit the dogs and that drone thing sounds good too. The, the dogs are the best. And we've got two new, two new canines. We've got Buck and Billy. So hopefully they'll be able to make an appearance as well. All right. So the event is what day and what time and where again? August 1st, Bend High, 4 to 8 p.m. All right. It's uh, National Night Out for Bend PD and law enforcement. Sheila Miller, Communications Manager, Bend PD. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you.